0: Before before you leave this place, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what you're going to tell me.
1: Nikki? Jesus love you. Now, one of the reasons that that I wrote this book is because in this book, you have so many testimonies, and um, testimonies that are life-transforming like the ones you heard just now. It was my problem. There was a big hole in my life, and I couldn't fill it. If there's worry, there's no place for faith. Faith is driven out by worry, but worry is driven out by by faith.
0: To the forefront, he'll move you from the outside to the inside. He'll move you along. i say he'll move I've you along. Detected. I've been directed. I've been corrected. I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble. Go into the whole world and proclaim this message. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make. So um, you're listening to Testimonies of Truth, uh, the show that shares God-related stories and testimonies. And today we're joined with Clayton uh, Biala to chat about uh, his role at Light FM um, as the product development um, person and also about how that has connected with his Christian faith and I guess just about uh, the journey that you've been on so far. Um, So just to kick us off, can you tell us um, a little bit about your role at Light FM um, and what have been
1: some of the, the highlights, I guess, uh, over the years for you? Yeah, it's great. Well, firstly, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be a part of this. Um, I'm, I'm actually the, um, the general manager in charge of the, the product and the development part here right. at Light FM. And um, what it means is that my role is to help oversee um, certain parts of, of our organisation. The most, um, you know, two, two key ones are those parts of where the businesses interact with uh, our, our radio station and, and sponsor us and get their their messages out and also all over the content department which is our announcers our music teams our production teams in essence what you hear as you mm-hmm. listen to the radio yeah. um, my journey's been over the last five years I've actually been the content director which has been um, the person mm-hmm. who's led that team mm-hmm. um, and now that director re- reports into me but my journey at the radio station's been quite long mm-hmm. I've been here for 14 years so I've done everything from um, putting the programs into the computers to being on air to being out on the streets and doing things to uh, meeting all sorts of various people to mm-hmm. having a daily show Monday to Friday and now have a show on the weekends that I'm part of in conversation with clayton named it myself by the way <laughs> uh and uh, you know had the fortune to interview i think we last tell it up you know 1600 inter- people oh, wow. um, across all walks of life from prime ministers to the last person pulled out of the debris of the september 11th um you know disaster and the incredible stories around that to the local person in the street is doing a great a great you know thing in our community yeah um yeah so i've had a, a broad spectrum in terms of my understanding at light fm but that's my story and the reason i'm so passionate about it is you know the work of what light fm is about and and just love being a part of it yeah great
0: so you've got you've got a wealth of experience i guess um in radio and that light fm um what's i guess one of the most memorable uh interviews that you've done with in conversation
1: uh, that stands out to you the most yeah it's great Look, it's it's interesting one of the ones that um well, two I suppose I, I'll share. One of them is the one I, I did mention a second ago. The the lady who was pulled out of that, the the last person, 27 hours, um, she's the last person pulled out alive from uh, the debris of the twin towers on September 11th. Mm. And um, the story that she shared of having an angel hold her hand, which she didn't realise it was an angel Mm -hmm. until later on when she was trying to find this person who held her hand for ten hours or whatever it was, um, well, and kept her alive, and realised this had to be something different. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just a phenomenal story. Mm -hmm. Her name was Janelle Guzman McMillan. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's another story which I I often love sharing. um, You know, and, and like I said, it's. I love interviewing the sports stars. I love sports. You know, I've done plenty of those sorts of nice. interviews and that's always a good fun and I'm a bit of a fan of politics. I always enjoy doing those. But uh, one of the ones I love the most is a guy by the name of Ben Ferguson. Um, and I interviewed him at the first time and I think he would have been about um, 14 or 16, something like that. It must have been 14 actually. And uh, he was, I was sharing, he was the youngest interview I'd ever done. And, uh, and he was sharing a bit about what he'd done. And, and his story was that he'd gone along to a Youth Alive event he was um, you know, really challenged by the preacher there who said, you know what, if we can actually raise some funds together, we could have you know, 100 or 300 kids released from poverty around our world if we could you know, sponsor them every month. Um, and he went home and went, I'm going to do something about this. So he added up all his money. He worked out all the money he's going to get for his birthday, Christmas, whatever. And he worked out he'd be able to sponsor one child for about three months and that was all he could afford. Mm. And so he decided to um, start his own business that night he, he put together flyers, he dropped them all in everyone's letterboxes, and he was going to do a dog walking business. Mm. And really soon he had heaps of people wanting him to walk their dogs, and so he was doing this all the time. When I interviewed him like a year or two later, uh, he was he in essence was hiring other kids because he had so many people who needed to walk the dogs. Wow. Uh, he, he was sponsoring four kids, he was putting wells in Africa, all these sorts of things. Um, but one thing really stuck with me where he said... Um, um, he said, oh, you know, I asked him, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, you're 14, you know, you're doing some great stuff. He said, well, I'd like to do this, walk the dogs forever and make the difference. That'd be great. But mm. I'd really love to share um, Jesus with people, travel the world and share Jesus. And I just stopped him in that moment and sort of did the thing you're not supposed to do as an interviewer and sort of right. make comment, you know. And I said, oh, hold on a second, mate. Like, you are, you're 14. Mm. You're sharing Jesus in the best way you, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, us adults are the ones that need to be saying, what more should we be doing mm. like you you are sharing jesus. this is you sharing jesus and a great thing is i was able to bring him in a couple of years later oh, yeah. and uh he'd inspired his whole school and now he you know he he was 16 and he'd raised something like 60 or seventy thousand dollars in one day for world vision through his school and some wow. some things he'd, he'd inspired a whole school now to do it so yeah. it's you know as much as it's great hearing all the big names it's the people who are actually doing the real stuff, and you might never have heard of the name of Ben Ferguson. Yeah. I'm guessing you probably had. Um, but boy. You know, out of every one, here's the one that's probably impacted me the most. Yeah.
0: So it's really, I guess, the, the stories that you come across and, and hear as you go through your work, which has stood out to you the most.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think story is, is actually the thing that moves everybody. You look at um, life generally, the best movies, the best books, they're, they're great stories. But the best people you come across are the ones who will tell a story and take you on a journey. The yeah, yeah, They are a great story. And um, without being, you know, a bit too spiritualizing it the whole time, it's... Um, for me, that's exactly what Jesus did too. You know, he told stories. Yeah, yeah. He didn't um, berate people. He told stories, yeah. and stories is a part of what life is. Mm. You can you can be inspired by someone's story without them having to say you must go and do this. Yeah, um, there's times for that. and Absolutely, there's times for that. But mm. I think story works great. Yeah.
0: Um, so Claire, what, uh, what are you most uh, thankful for as you reflect back over the experiences that you've had in the radio um, industry and also in your own journey as a Christian? What, what are you
1: most thankful for? That's a, I love a question like that. That's a great question. I, I think um, growth is what I would say. And what I mean by that is um, that um, as you, you come and you meet different people and you, you know, I've, shared, I've got, had a whole lot of different roles in radio. A lot of different roles in life we all do, um, but the, the the privilege of growth, as you learn something that you don't know, and you probably muck it up, and you've got to got to fix up with it. I think um, that's what I love. But most of all, that God says, you know what? There's something more that I've got for you, Clayton. And um, and and yep, this next step you don't have a clue about. Um, this 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 person that you thought maybe you'd never interview, and now you got to learn all about this subject that you don't even know. Um, but but there's a growth here. Um, and the fact that you know God's got a plan for me, he's got a plan for all of us, that um, that he says, look, I, the thing that you maybe are scared of or fearful of or you think you can't do, I actually want you to go into. Um, and, and I love the fact that um, this idea, I'm most thankful for the fact that he thinks it's actually worthwhile, mm. me still growing.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things, I guess, you'd say that you've uh, learned throughout your experience is that God always has something next and God always has something more for you to do as you reflect back on I guess the journey that he's taking you on yeah Uh,
1: look look I I would say so I think there's moments where uh, I I should say yes the answer is yes I believe that for sure (laughs) um I I think there's moments where um the pauses are longer and so therefore there's uh, moments that it doesn't feel like the progress is happening and actually the progress might be about sitting and stopping mm. I know in my own life I, I had a, a very bad time in radio but not, not from radio it's from the world that I was living in that moment when first started in radio and I was over in South Australia family's based in Melbourne mm. and um, and lived there for a year and I got into the worst I can only describe it as depression mm. um, I had many many nights where I'd go to bed praying that God would take me and that was what it was going to be and mm. um, and there was this moment that lasted for a whole year and then the recovery of that was still two or three years beyond that. Um, from um, just understanding that it felt like God wasn't around. Mm. I, I you know, People have described it as the dark night of the soul. I thought that's a really good description. Mm. Um, it didn't matter what I did, my prayers, my whatever, it didn't, just, God just wasn't there um, or it didn't feel like he was. Mm. And um, and there was a journey and there's a learning. And yep, as I look back, you know, almost fifteen, twenty years later. Okay, yeah, there was a, there's there is there was a plan, there was a growth. Mm-hmm. There, there, he always had the next thing, but in the moment, the moment was actually nothingness, and it was about: am I going to keep trusting in the nothingness? Am I going to mm-hmm. keep stepping into that? Am I going to see the value of um, the the mental growth that would happen? Not even necessarily the spiritual growth, but God cares about my mental growth to make my mind stronger. Yeah. He cares about making sure my relationships are strong will i pour into those areas mm. during a time like that so um i agree that there's always the next step i think god does that but um i think there's times when um he will deliberately let us just be mm. and um and there's going to be growth in the end but it's yeah. not in the way we perhaps always think there's a the next step
0: yeah so for you um i guess was part of that journey for you personally uh I guess, a way for God to encourage your own trust and dependency on Him in, in your walk? is that part of it? Or? Um,
1: look, it's interesting. I, I think um, through that journey, um, I've always had a good trust in God. Um, I've always lived that trust in Him. Um, I think that was Him actually trying to say at times, stop over-spiritualizing some things. Um, and... and uh, i care about body soul mind spirit Mm. all of that together it's not just always the spiritual um and so part of my development was actually i think to say actually just work on my mind Mm. um you know for me there was a lot of doubt there's a lot of negative self-talk that was happening in my world um and i had to actually um, just work really really hard at making sure my brain wasn't accepting negative stuff now was that um, you know, forces of evil Satan having a go at me well, maybe it was, but mm. I was allowing it to come into my sure, mind yeah. and into who I was, and so yeah. I had to just blatantly learn um the mental side of things, the mm. mental side of life um, and so um yeah, you know he, he certainly had his hand in it, that was the path that God was wanting me on, mm. um but it was um it was very much to almost despiritualize things for a while because mm. I think sometimes we can get a bit over spiritualized right. things. we just it's all it's all part of it together, mm. yeah. What would you, I guess, for, for
0: anyone listening who might be going through, I guess, a season in their life which might be difficult or might be challenging for them, um, what could you say, I guess, to encourage them or to
1: give them a sense of hope to, to keep going? Yeah. Um, I think my biggest encouragement for anyone would be um, to go with um, the logical and the relational. And what I mean by that is this sort of idea of um, um, as we are people of faith, we have a logical understanding of, of God and the Bible. And it's really important to hold on to that. Mm. The logical understanding is he hasn't actually let us go, even if it feels like it has. Mm. The logical understanding is he does have a plan for us. The logical understanding is Jesus did die for us, and we have a hope and a future because of what he did for us. And there's a better path, even if we don't feel like it. And it's really important to trust that. Mm. So I think there's one really part, important part of that. So in a really deep, dark spot, I often talk to people about that. Write it down. There's times and moments where you can understand all that, and you're not all just have a negative head. Mm. Um, In those moments, write them down, know it's true, so that when you are in really bad spots, Mm. you can look at that and go, actually, I trust this, because I know this is true. Mm. And then there's a relational part. I'm a massive believer for anybody um, who's going through a really tough spot to get people around you. the, it's you know the Jesus with skin on idea. <laughs> this idea that um, get good people around you who are just gonna love and care for you. Mm. Don't be by yourself. Mm. Um, any of us by ourselves um, can start thinking and heading down wrong paths. It's helpful to, to bounce it around. I'm a bit of an extrovert. Mm. My best mate's an introvert. You know, he, he's much more okay to just be in the house by himself for three days in a row and not ever come out. And, mm. and so he's cool with that. It would drive me bonkers, right? So I do understand different people are different, mm. but I think when you're going through tough stuff, um, introvert, extrovert, I don't think it matters. You mm. need to have people around um, and maybe interacting with you in different ways, but knowing that there's people around you and walking with you too. Mm. Um, so I think that's the way I would approach that.
0: Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how? I guess, how God brought you out of that season and how you
1: ended up starting to work with Light FM? Yeah, great. Look, they actually come on site. So I'd left um, the previous radio job in South Australia, came home simply because I realized I needed to be around people. So back to what we were just talking about. Um, And I I had to be around people. Came back. um, It was through this sort of process. I actually had some counseling and just about this negative self-talk that was in my head and um, and just, just sorting through some of this stuff. Um, I actually um, put my resume in a whole lot of different radio stations had um, uh, most of the you know, the commercial radio stations in the, in the city as well and I actually had one person who wrote back to me and said uh, you could spend another 20 years in country radio you'll never be good enough for the radio of the city which is Jeez, lovely and okay. encouraging <laughs> um, uh, I actually met him, bumped into him the other day that guy, but anyway uh, well, you know, and that's fair enough my, my demo disc was pretty bad at that point you know. Um, in the end, I actually ended up having, um, as I went through this process and, and having around friends and working harder, you know, my mindset got better and my, my life started looking up a bit more. It's around this time also that I actually got a job at the sports radio station here in Melbourne and also Light Him a day apart. I had to decide between the two. Um, love sports. I actually written to them and said, you're not running this show, it should have this in it and you should put me on. And they'd come back and said, sure, we'll pay you nice. to do that. Um, and so I had to make this decision. It really felt like God had asked me to, to stay with light. Um, and so I rang up and I remember ringing this guy saying, this is what I'm going to do. A lot of him just started at that point. Um, he said, you're going to do what? With who? Like, yeah, yeah that's what I'm going to do. Um, and so that's how the journey started. Mm. And, um, and it's just been such a privilege to be a part of this journey with a radio station that has gone from being the last capital city in the country to get a Christian radio station to now having um, a, the incredible blessing that God has given this radio station more listeners than any other community radio station in the entire country, mm. um, the impact that it's had, um, the influence that it's having in giving people hope and encouraging them to, to you know search a bit more in life for, for more meaning, mm. um, you know. So the journey started in this. Very deliberate way that I feel like God said, "I want you to be a part of this, instead of not a part of this." Yeah. Um, and then, sort of, you know, the journey just just goes from there. Yeah.
0: So as you um as you reflect back uh, on your experience that you've had with YFM, what are some of the ways that God has um, helped you to continue to grow or stretch
1: you or challenge you? If, if you're actually willing to um, trust somebody and step out a bit. And I think that's been a big part. For me, you know, I was always the content guy. I was always the guy who wanted to do on-air, do the interviews, do these things. And I love doing that. Um, I'm sitting with you right now. I'm sitting in a suit at the moment. Like, you know, I don't wear suits. But the role that I'm in means, yeah, i got to wear a suit. You no, know, I end up in meetings where I need to be wearing a suit. And um, that's part of the cool bit of it. I think it's about being willing to, for God to say, um, yep, let's go to that next step. Let's go on the next one and be willing to, to do that. Yeah. Be willing to let him use other people who said, oh, I reckon you might be alright at this other thing over here, mm. even though that's not been a part of your plans for ages. Mm. Um you now I, I spent a lot of time thinking and praying and talking to my wife about it and my family before I say yes to these sorts of things. But I think um the willingness to, to just take on the next level, and the next level, and the next level, even though it was never anything that i thought could happen. Yes. Um The strength that I want out of that is also that it's not just about taking an opportunity because you can do that in life and just go. Um, I've always tried to make sure that, um, you know, that the mission that I believe God's given me, which is um, everybody I come into contact to every single day is a little bit better tomorrow because they came in contact with me today mm-hmm. and a bit of Jesus through me
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and so as long as I can do that better in whatever's being offered to me yeah. if that that mission that I, I believe is my life mm-hmm. can be enhanced by whatever the, the next thing that's being given to me well then I'll, I'll have, a, have a look at that mm-hmm. and yeah. step into
0: it yeah yeah, it's such a um, it's such a powerful picture, I guess, of your own life's mission. I guess for any Christian to, to pray and hope that whoever we do come in contact with is blessed through us, and God can use us to, you know, to reach out to them to be a blessing through through us. Um, what are I guess if you look at the whole the whole station. Uh, Corporately, is that part of Light, FM, light FM's, uh, I guess, uh, mission and outreach to, to bless the community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, our vision is every life light with Christian hope. Uh, it's a pretty big one, you know, <laughs> every life. But we we really believe we do that in a few different ways. We want to um, inspire people to um, be better in their life, um, and absolutely, that's their spiritual life. Like that's that's a key part of what we want want people to be be blessed in. But it also means in their family life. It also means in their mental life it also means in their physical life um that we want them to be inspired from a radio station that can collect people together we often call it the life and family mm. whether it's listeners whether it's those who are on air, whether it's whoever it might be yeah um that together as we talk as we discuss things we can inspire each other um and our aim of every life or life with christian hope is you know we understand that not every single person in melbourne is going to listen to the radio station mm. but if we're going to have even more people listening and we can have even more people who are being inspired by it then as they change in their world they're going to carry a bit more hope yeah. and so they're going to be changed and their family's going to be changed mm. and then the people in their workplace will and yeah. then the people that they walk into in their community groups and their schools or in their their you know sporting clubs or whatever dance recitals they're carrying a bit more hope and so in that way every life of life with Christian hope could actually be achieved as it's through people um, rather than a radio station providing that it's not that it's about God using people to provide that hope and hopefully he uses the radio station as that channel Mm. you may have covered this already but how else I
0: guess has your uh, Christian life um, interrelated in the work that
1: you've done in the radio industry Um, look I I think the um, the incredible opportunity is to find a, a job that you do that meets the calling that you have, um, and, and so often, I think in churches we often hear it about people saying you've got to go into ministry to do that. Um, you know, you've got to be a pastor, you've got to be a part of it. And, and in essence, I, I am actually doing that. I'm a part of the ministry, right? This yeah, radio yeah. station's not for profit, Christian radio station. It's about mm. that. Um, but I, I, I think. Um, for me, it's actually just the way that God's built me. It happens to be a ministry. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a massive encouragement for others to understand um, and to go back to an understanding of the identity that God's got for you, mm. the purpose he's got for you. Yeah. And then, um, sure, it might mean that you're in a ministry, mm. but it might mean that you stay exactly what you're doing in your workplace, mm. but you intensify who you are. <laughs> Yeah. or you do need to change jobs and you do need to go where it is yeah. i don't think you have to be a part of an official Christian ministry to do that but i would bring it back to an understanding so one thing i so encourage people if we can is to understand really who you are mm. and what God's got designs for you on because yeah. there's there's some fundamental truths that are in the bible we read that we all are we're sons and daughters of God we're you know we're saved we're we're here to share love with others mm. there's some fundamental things around that but um, there's other ways that he's gifted each of us individually mm. that he wants us to use yeah, yeah. you know one of those for me is, uh, is to, to to use my voice mm. that's part of what the job is he's he's given me a voice he's given me a love of talking you know, as you probably realise if you listen this far into the podcast um, that, that you know that's part of what it is and so for me it's the opportunity to speak in front of groups it's definitely the opportunity to speak on the radio mm. it's the opportunity to speak into an environment of people a radio station to inspire the whole organisation to be able to move forward in bigger and bigger yeah. um, that's part of what he's asked me to do mm. is to to be someone who uses my voice so what is it that it, you're after what is it that the thing that he's asking you to do mm. um, what is it the thing he's asking you to be awesome at mm. um, and to, to lean in on and that could be um, you know everything from being the most incredible logistics person that they possibly could be mm. you know um, and, or it might be the incredible person who actually does some great stuff, earning some money to give to other people. Mm. Um, you know, each of them have risks and 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 temptations around it. You know, you go and earn all the money, and you maybe don't give as much as you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal of what God's got. Maybe you actually have the voice to do it, and you end up taking all the trying to get all the glory yourself when you're the one up the front. Mm. Um, you know, everything has the parts of it. You know, um, but. I think finding out, my encouragement would be, find out what your identity is. And for me, that was a really big part of my journey Mm. of even in the midst of radio, this thing that I love doing to actually discover and find out what he's called me to do Mm. um, and happen to then also fit with radio. Right,
0: yeah. And I think it's such such a really good point that on one hand, we all have the, the Christian identity in terms of being son or daughter of God, in terms of being worthy and accepted by God. But on the other hand, God's got a particular purpose in calling for everyone's life. And that might not uh, look like someone else's calling or someone else's purpose. And you mentioned that, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's got to be in a church or be as a pastor, but it could be in in a a radio station, could be in uh, a community organization, or perhaps it could even be at a school, being, you know, an influence and being a blessing to kids. So I think it's a really good reminder that God's got this particular and special purpose for each person and that it's unique and it doesn't have to look like something typical. Uh, it can be quite unique and different yeah. um, and can yeah fit in a whole range of settings and um, you know environments and that kind of thing. So Absolutely. Just
1: before we end, is there anything else that you'd like to, to say? Look, I, I think um, for me it's great that we keep sharing stories. You know, this is, um, testimonies of truth i think it's um important to keep talking about stories Mm. it's um and keep asking questions of each other you know i'm an interviewer you're interviewing me (laughs) you know this is all about questions but it's about answers and um the the more important thing is actually being willing to ask a question because as we ask questions of each other it shows one we care Mm. um i think two it shows that um um, I've had to think about what I'm actually going to ask you um, three it actually shows I want to learn from you mm. um, if we can ask questions and hear the stories um, then I think we can do a whole lot more in life mm. I, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for us in a world of um, short sharp you know 280 characters yeah. um, to hear a story has power mm. it has influence and it has meaning um, so if we can find ourselves in opportunities to find out other people's stories I think we can be better um, and they get encouraged by hearing that too. So yeah. that might be something.
0: That brings us to an end of this episode. Uh, search and like Testimonies of Truth on Facebook or Twitter. And if you want to stay connected as well, you can email truth.content at gmail.com.